Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the Adventure Incorporated podcast. I am your dungeon master, Anthony Reed. This is episode 60 and the eighth episode of The Path of Abjuration. I'm kind of pulling the rug out from under you with this one. I suspect after you hear it, you'll have a vague idea of the format for the next few episodes, but that doesn't make them any less interesting. I'm hoping there'll be enough curveballs and surprises to keep them exciting and fresh. Don't forget to follow all of our social media. You can find links in the show notes and on adventureinc.podbean.com. Also, tell your friends. Have them catch up with the recap episode and join us from there. Speculation is better with friends, so bring them along for the ride. Anyway, I'm very excited about what we've done with this episode, so let's get started. Previously on Adventure Incorporated. Elatrix looks at you guys and he says, So, where do you want to go? The abjuration one, right? The only one who can, like, tether us is him. Right. Can't we all we all go with him? And we all jump down the thing. Isn't the, the gate already open, basically? <laughs> That's what I understood. Yeah. I, like, I, I've been oh, so Oh, then what are we standing here on... for? And Gebetto jumps yeah. in. What? All right. Okay. Nobles and farmers, knights and wenches, gather round, gather round to hear a tale of excitement and mystery. Brave adventurers facing grave dangers. Keth, the fighter monk. Real quick before we leave, Keth looks around for... uh, Do not cut off some of Grimlock Iron Shaper's skin. That's just... (laughs) 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 Genuvera, the sorcerer. Genevera puffs, like... Right, I knew what you meant. (laughs) (laughs) Gebetto, the rogue. Uh, Gebetto's gonna kill the skeleton. Okay. Uh, Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Gebetto's gonna rub his luck charm. (laughs) (laughs) Gillick, the paladin warlock. With this shield, I will lay down my life for all of you. Except Asher. (laughs) (laughs) asher the druid barbarian does any does anybody look familiar to keth no one in this court looks familiar to keth (laughs) he's forgotten our faces guys but even (laughs) (laughs) prepare yourselves for this is the tale of adventure incorporated uh let's get started So you've jumped down into this ley line, the spinning sensation, the, the bright lights, the sounds like chanting, and then you were awash with this yellow glow. Uh, and as your eyes sort of start to focus, you notice that you're in a dark, confined space. Ooh. Yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> I'm not, I don't I want to, I want to be somewhere else. Go, can you try it again? <laughs> What do you say in improv? Change. Switch. <laughs> Switch. <laughs> nope. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're still in this dark, confined space. Uh, confined in that it's tight. You're in there tightly, uh, but there's there's objects around you. It feels like you're you're there's things in here, and you're, you're not really sure yeah. what. I'm like a hoarder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right. Um. Should I, or can I explore? Like, 
I have no idea what's happening. I assume this is a normal leyline thing. So, so you're in the dark. Go ahead and make an investigation check. All right. No, that, that die's gone. I'll do it again. Uh, nine for investigation. Every time you drop a die, you just like you give up. You're done. I'm never. Yeah. I'll buy a new. Uh, <laughs> I buy a new pound just to get the same color and uh, <laughs> size. <laughs> uh, yeah, you. Uh, yeah, because don't worry. When you buy a pound of dice, they're all pink. That's the secret. Uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh it's fine i like my pink dice it's they're not all pink but most of them are pink it, you know it's the ones they can't sell i suspect uh sure yeah so you sort of feel around in your vicinity vicinity and you find uh you're sort of standing between some shelves uh and it <clears throat> feels like there might be like uh you, you feel like you might have put your hand into like a sack of rice uh and maybe some other like Odds and ends like that. You can't really tell what they are in the dark, but you seem to be in like some sort of food pantry. All right, I, I relax a bit. Okay. Um, I, I I keep feeling around, but like cautiously because I'm really I'm, I don't know why I just got a flashback to spiders. <laughs> uh, but the the rice is reassuring because I feel like. They don't eat that, so. Um, yeah, you feel around a little bit more. You do feel, you find a, a sack of what you're pretty sure is potatoes. Uh, and then as you sort of move your hands around, you find a flat uh, wall. So it feels like there's shelves on three sides of you and then this flat wall in front. Do I, do I also feel Gillick? Because I feel like this is a place he would be. No, you don't hear or feel anyone else in here with you. Okay. But you're sure he would enjoy it. Yeah. Well, can't wait to tell him all about it. Uh, <laughs> I was in a food pantry. <laughs> He's going to be like, I, I woke up underwater. It was terrible. <laughs> and he's going to be so jealous. Um, so, like, I don't know how these ley lines are going to be, like, like, these work. So I don't want to just call out and because I assume... I, I, I'm not in a friendly place. I don't know. I just get that that vibe just because I'm just jumped into this terrifying ley line. Um, so I'm going to try and find a way out of this food food pantry. Do I, do I feel a doorknob at doorknob height? Uh, yeah, you do feel a doorknob at doorknob height. All right, but before I do that, I'm going to put on my, my helmet of hearing and hopefully uh, hear some stuff. Okay. Um... On the other side of this door, you hear um, what, what I can best describe as empty space. It sounds like there's not much going on on the other side. You hear that there is space around this place, but then you also do hear some whipping winds, but like pretty far away. Okay. Uh, I don't want to light a fire in here to see anything. I have no magic. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna take some potatoes, okay. Uh, just just like five, and uh, I'm gonna open the door slowly, peek out, but uh, have my uh, uh, one of the pillars ready to strike. When you go to open the door, it appears to be locked. Fuck. 
Okay. Um, I, mean, I don't know much about locked doors aside from kicking them down, so I'm going to go for it. Uh, I'd like to try and just knock the shit out of this. What's your uh, strength modifier? <clears throat> Plus four. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm not good at much, but <laughs> kicking doors down, maybe. <laughs> oh, hopefully. <laughs> So you uh, you sort of like brace yourself against the back of the room, which gives you like a little more leverage. Uh, it's because it's it's pretty tight, um, and you get your leg up and you just jam it against the door as hard as you can, uh, and you punch right through the door with your leg. <laughs> uh, so your leg is just like <laughs> like flopping outside the door. Uh, oh Jesus! You you pull it back in, and now there's like a uh, you know a decent you got a you got a pretty meaty leg. There's a yeah. decent-sized hole uh, yeah. in this door that you could, you know, pull it apart on. Th- thanks. Uh, Kath is a little bit s- self-conscious about his thunder thighs, so thanks, <laughs> DM, DM for bringing it up. Okay. I, I mean, I brought it up to you, not to him. Nobody said to Kath, like, <laughs> well, hell, you got some real meaty legs there, don't you, boy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now he just heard it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I feel like I could peek through further. And take a look. Yeah, okay. So uh, you peer through this hole in the wall, uh, and it looks like you're in sort of a hallway. Um, the designs against the far wall are very intricate, and they're not something... The aesthetic is not one you've seen before. Everything's made out of like a, a rough timber, but it's all painted in these beautiful reds and greens uh, with these swirling patterns that are part of the uh, like sort of the natural edifice that like they let the exposed natural wood come through on them. Uh, hmm. It's quite beautiful. It's just not a thing you've really seen before. It looks like the to your left, this opens up into sort of a, a wider chamber uh, that has these natural pillars of, of wood, wooden, I should say natural wood pillars that are sort of supporting the roof. Uh, to your right, it seems to go into like an entryway uh, that leads out to the outside. You can see where the wind noises were uh, gusting from like an open doorway. Okay. Um, now that there's a big uh, thigh-sized hole in the, the door, does is, does light shine into the pantry? Do I see anything that I, did, I missed with my fumbling about? Uh, yeah, enough light comes in that you can see that you are in a food pantry of some kind. That there is, you see a bunch of other different kinds of like spices and foods, dry goods for the most part, um, a lot of rice, uh, a lot of like root vegetables. Um, things that are just sort of out and, uh, it seems like this is well stocked. Okay. Um, hmm. I know it seems pretty, pretty mundane stuff, uh, but what could it be, or do I think it's food from a particular region that I'm at? Cause I'm trying to figure out where I am. Um, yeah, the, the focus on the root vegetables and the way that they look, I mean, they're not, they're not big, lush, delicious-looking ones. They're sort of the scraggly, uh, like, hearty. They look like they'd fill you up if you ate them, but they don't look mm. pretty, right? Uh, right. This looks like food that comes from the area of Paranath. You know? Okay. 
I like it. Um, I'm going to try reaching outside the door and open the doorknob from the other side. Maybe that'll work. Okay. Uh, yeah, you reach outside the door and you're like fumbling around for the knob. And what you find is that uh, a wooden crossbar across the door. Uh, nice. But it's just in the place that it, uh, you quickly and easily slide the bar off. And it like just like sort of falls to the ground with a big boom. <laughs> Crap. Um, <laughs> I I hope nobody heard that. I, I also thought you were just gonna make me smash the door down. <laughs> like, nope, still can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> uh, but the door uh, swing open. Okay. Um. So there's a uh, entryway to my right. Uh. And a more of a hallway with wooden pillars to my left. Yeah, the, this, that, that hallway to the left looks like it might open up into a larger chamber, like just a few feet down. Okay. The uh, the design in front of me on the on the hallway wall. Um, do I recognize it at all, or is it just kind of a beautiful design? It's it's a beautiful design. You don't recognize it. However, it makes you feel like um, like waves, like ocean waves, is sort of the the feeling you get from it. Hmm. Okay. High Grove is a, not near the ocean, but okay. Um, I want to, I want to head to the right first, the, uh, the, towards the entryway, not the wooden pillars. Okay. Uh, yeah, you sort of scoot out into this entryway. Um, you notice the first thing you notice in this entryway is that it looks like there's another hallway on the opposite side, uh, of like you're off on the right side of this entryway. Mm-hmm. There's another hallway on the other side, uh, and there are two entrances in here, one to your left, one to your right. So it's almost like a symmetrical design uh, through here. There is also a large pane of glass in front of you that sort of looks out of the building. Uh, before I get to that, I'll say that the other thing you notice as you turn the corner is that there are hooks on the wall, and a number of brown robes are hanging from the hook. Mm-hmm. When you look out the window, you see a beautiful scene of Paranath sprawled out below you. Uh, You are high, high up on the side of a mountain, and below you is just this beautiful spread. uh, Oh, wow. Everything that that is Paranath and and beyond. You can even from here see some of Bradmont um, and, and a little of Verena as well, although... In a different, it's it's difficult uh, with the way that the forests work. Um, huh. You are very very high up, and out these little entryways, there's like a very small path, but it very quickly turns into like almost sheer rock. For someone to get here would be a lot of effort. <sighs> Freaking magic. I mean, <laughs> like, Keth has uh, never really dabbled. He's always thought about it, but it terrifies him. And he, he's pretty amazed by it. He's pretty impressed. Like, he has no idea if he's going to die in five seconds or not. But he's just like, wow, right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I want to explore this place that I'm at. Uh, these robes, uh, are they... Uh, do I recognize them at all or like where they could be from? 
No, they seem like pretty simple cloth robes. Uh, okay. They look like they're hand-stitched and hand-dyed, and they are just uh, simple robes. Yeah. Hmm. Up on a cliff, I'm, I'm wondering if I'm... These are like, like monkish robes, but I, w- I can't ask Klug. Uh, but I wish I could. Uh, all right, so I'm going to head down one of the hallways. I'm facing the window. I'll head to my uh, left. Okay, yeah, you loop around and you head down the left hallway, your left hallway. Um, this looks pretty similar, honestly, to the hallway you were just in. There's even a door although you suspect it's probably not a dry goods pantry. Uh, (laughs) This one is not barred on your right. Uh, And it also continues on a few feet before it uh, turns left into this opening that seems to be the same opening from the other hallway. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to turn around and head in the opposite direction. Back into the entryway? Uh, Yeah, so so there's only... Uh, there was two hallways as I was approaching the window, right? Yeah, the one you came from and the other one. Oh, okay. So the, only those ones. Yeah, I'll go back to- towards my food pantry direction and then as if I uh, took a left to begin with. Yeah, it does look like... Uh, might be, so, so, yeah, you take a left and you take a few steps and you are now sort of looking into this large uh, opening. It does look like your um, hallway continues on past this opening but uh sort of as you reach this opening you notice that it's uh, these pillars are only next to the hallway the space in the center which is you know kind of large uh yeah maybe not large it's it's decent sized it's it's a larger it's a large for a room but it's not like a giant cathedral or something like that it's it's probably only um let's say 50 feet by 50 feet is that small that seems small I don't know feet. I'm bad at feet. <laughs> How many meters then? Oh yeah, that's better. Yeah, <laughs> good job. Great. Hey, you're cl- you're close to Canada, sir. Not close enough. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. Let me let me try to contextualize this. Uh, bigger than a bread box. <laughs> bigger than a bread box. Much All right. Bread box. I We're off to a good start. Something something that's a good point of reference for everyone here. <laughs> because <laughs> i could probably come up with some points of reference for you but yeah uh <laughs> so all right well I'll, I'll just explain it and then maybe that will help sort of <laughs> dictate the size I'm, I'm so excited i so, hope it's like just another pantry that you're like it's about 50 by 50 <laughs> so sitting uh on a small cushion on his knees in simple brown robes you see a man with dark purple skin. Uh, He has black horns that sweep off the top of his head and to the back. Um, He is just, he has his eyes closed and in his hands, he holds a string of wooden beads uh, and he just mutters uh, under his breath. The space around him looks like you could fit another 30 people or so uh in this area and that you might be able to it is open enough that as you now sort of look around at this aesthetic and this guy uh you think that you might be able to train as a monk here hmm like that's probably the purpose of this place 
<laughs> I see. Um, I'm pretty pumped that I'm here. I still haven't forgotten about my friends and like they might be dead, but uh, I'm still pumped. I'm gonna take advantage of this hopefully, and uh, I'm gonna. I would like to. Is he the only person I see? Nobody else. Correct. Uh, I just say, uh, excuse me. Welcome back. Back. He smirks. Yes, and to you, I would say welcome. Oh, well, th- well, thank you. I I've been here before, like me. Part of you has. Well, uh, I'm sorry I don't remember, but, uh... You would not, but the part of you that has been here would. Okay. Well, uh, me is Keth. Uh, what's your name? I am Balance. Balance. Um, am I correct in saying that this is a monastery? You are correct. And I'm actually here, like, physically? It feels like I'm here. Yes. You are in the Monastery of the Falling Leaves, in Pereneth, high on the mountain over High Grove, staring down at the world below. Wow. Um, do, do you know how I got here? I, I wasn't here before and don't remember coming. I do not. But I do not think that you are here on accident. Okay. Uh, did did my friends uh, also come by? Uh, a, a dwarf, a gnome, dragonborn, and half-elf, no? No one is here but the two of you. Wait, the, I look around. Uh, what do you mean, the two of us? You, uh... Keth, as you say, and my pupil, Plug. Oh, is is this where Clug uh, trained? Yes. Wow. Plug worked with me for many years. He learned the arts from me, and uh, it seems he has begun to try to pass the arts to you. Yeah, we... Uh... There's, there's, I can't really control it, but there's these times when I kind of fade out and we're, we're training in, in, I think, just my head. Um, is that normal for monk to, monks to do? Or, or Why don't you take a seat and kneel? And, and uh, there are, like, several other little, like, cushions out. Okay. I head over to uh, one. Does he gesture in any direction? Or? Yeah, yeah. He gestures to like one of the few in front of him. Cool. I'll uh, I'll head over and and kneel. I'm I'm pretty yeah curious about this. Control. You use the word control. Control is a tricky thing. It is one of the most difficult things that we can learn control of our body control of our mind control of our spirit 
It is one of the things that monks are most well known for, for they train in control of the spirit in a way that few others do. Have you learned yet to control parts of your spirit? A bit. Um, I feel like I've been able to utilize some of the trainings that Clug has, has uh, helped me out with, um, but it's very, very infrequent, infrequently, and I think control is something I struggle with as just a person. Um, I frequently feel out of control and probably act out of control. So... Mm. He, he reaches in behind him and he pulls out a small bell, which he rings. Uh, a halfling comes, like, moving in um, quietly. Uh, he turns to the halfling, who's also in simple brown robes, and he says, Tea for me and our friends, please. And the, the halfling nods and sort of shuffles out of the room. And he says... You feel you do not have control over elements of your life. Where do you think that lack of control comes from? What what has made you lose what we are given so freely? I, right now, I, I feel like a lot of my rage uh, governs my control. Um, I'll be confused or uncomfortable and my default is to kind of destroy and uh before trying to figure out more about the situation um and i think that that that's a not a great thing when i'm trying to act more purposefully the urge to act rather than to plan or think Mm. it is a strong one especially in your People of your kind struggle most with such things. Clug was always, always struggling against that demon. Can it be overcome? Certainly. Everything can be overcome. For instance, people of my kind, we are... We are often seen in ways we cannot control. For that is one thing we we have a very... None of us can control what others have control over already. Perception is one of those things. My kind always fights against that perception. At least most of us do. Some of mm. us do not. Some of us embrace that perception. My kind is also known to have fiery tempers. Hmm. Well, we got something in common. Certainly. Perhaps not as much outward aggression as your tends to manifest, but certainly in a shady way, some might say. Yeah. I think I've seen... A little example of that from from some of your kind. Um, It would not surprise me. And, and, sorry, speaking of outward aggression, uh, you have a pantry back there that 
might need some repair. Uh, sorry about that. I heard. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't think of any other way. Well, but that is that is what we are talking about, no? Yeah, just just wanted to give the, somebody a heads up. Uh, the halfling comes back in with these uh, two mugs of of tea. They have no like handles or anything. They're just like these small cylinders with uh, with tea in them. And he sort of like sets them before both of you and bows and balance bows back at him. Hmm. A red one and a blue one, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he says, it is customary when one trains here uh, to take tea with the master. So that is me. I am the master of this place. And I believe any who walk through this door, no matter how long they stay or what they do, are training in some capacity. So please. And he uh, raises his glass of tea. I raise it in a similar fashion. He, he, st- he sort of stares at it for a moment and says, This tea, let it fill us. Let it warm us. Let it break down the barriers that we might see ourselves in better light. And let it bond us. And he drinks it. Um, no hesitation. Keth does the same. Tell me, Keth, aside from your kind, because I have seen many of your kind break the stereotype, where do you think your anger comes from? What makes you so angry? Keth looks down, just at his hands, just like opening him up and clenching them into fists. And he sees the scar on his, the back of his hand. I mean, it probably comes from way back. Uh, I was betrayed very early on in life and I really have, uh, until my recent group of friends have, uh, kind of been, without a family um, because my original one betrayed me. Betrayal. Yes. I can see it in your past. Time and time and time and time again. Your father, your mother, your father, and another. A, A man of faith, no? He has a certain type of faith, yeah. This uh, this this monster it, it just is corrupting Iora. And long ago, he 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 tricked me into murdering these these innocent people, this innocent family. I have no idea why he wanted them killed, and I, I hope to know someday. But I he he did that to me, and I have to live with that. The matters of the gods are not of my concern. I am more interested in this, these fathers, your mother, your father, your mother, and your, it feels like a father, but 
perhaps not? Yeah. Um, when I was dropped off by my, my mother, this, uh, this man named Dirk adopted me. Uh, he was the gamekeeper, um, and butcher, and we, we, we had many livestock. Uh, <clears throat> when the horde basically not voted to exile me, but just made it very clear uh, that they wanted me out uh, because I wouldn't participate in the slaughter of more innocent. I just, I couldn't anymore. Um, my father, I, he, he didn't, he didn't stick up for me. Uh, he didn't fight to keep me in, in the horde. And that, that, I thought he would, if anyone else, I thought he would. So, yeah. So you have faced betrayal time and time and time again. And yet you find yourself in a position once again where you have come to rely on others. What is it about you that allows you to continue to put yourselves in the situations where where your fate is at the mercy of others? It took many years before I could do it again. Um... But I, for me, I just, I think there is good in every being. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure where that came from. I, I, I kind of think it's from spending so much time with animals and seeing the innocence about them and the trust. And it's blind, you know. We controlled every aspect of their lives. We killed their, you know, relatives to eat them and they were still loyal. Um, there's something about that that I admired. And I think that in spite of just uh, all the betrayal, I, I hope that there's that good in everyone. And that's why I, that's why I found this new family and I trust them with my life. Hmm. So what will you do when they betray you? I don't think they will. Why? Why would you say that? When I look at you, when I look at any who walk through this place and the reason why people make the treacherous journey up the mountain, I can see far into your past. And I can see far into your future. Nothing solid, nothing concrete, but I can see the echoes, the ripples, the waves that are to come. You will be betrayed again, Keth. What will you do when that betrayal comes? I've seen I don't know what you see um, 
I assume, or can, can you tell me exactly what you see? Because then I can give you a very specific answer. <laughs> what I see is betrayal. Uh, I, I, I hope that that never happens. But if you, if it does, I hope by then I have learned more control. Um, and have not. Wow. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Many think that there is a line and that hope and wisdom are on opposite sides. That is not the case. It is, it is not unwise to hope, but it is unwise to hope and not prepare. I have given you a warning here today, Keth. To ignore that warning, that would be foolish. But do not abandon the hope that I am wrong, for I am just a foolish old man in the mountains who you've stumbled across. Keth had still been wringing his fists, open, closed, and he, he relaxes a bit at that kind of thinking true he's he is a crazy old man in the mountain but <laughs> <laughs> so so maybe maybe he's just uh just talking just talking crazy um you work hard with these people you you work toward your goals what will you do if you succeed If I succeed with my goals with with this party, whatever it is you're trying to do, the the lot of you, what what will you do if it comes to pass? I had been on. Uh, I have my own sort of. I mean, this this, this man who betrayed me, uh, this man of faith, he. If my party isn't, if that isn't part of our party goals, I will pursue that. Um, he's kind of involved himself in more than just my life now, so I, I wonder if uh, my friends will join me. I think they will. But if not, then that is where I'll head, and I'll, I need much more power and training before I meet him again. My worry for you, Keth, is that you will always find you will always find resistance in yourself if you do not know where you are going. It is hard to steer oneself toward their destination if they do not know what their destination is. If you do not know your life is your own. These outside factors, they are stops along the way. But you must know what you want to be, what you want to do, so that you can guide your own life essence and you can tap into that spirit that is burning within you. I believe that your body, your mind, and your spirit, 
they must be cohesive. Uh, and he, he sort of points up to a scroll on the wall and you see these sort of like uh, these three spheres sort of molding into each other in this drawing. Mm. It says each is important. Each carries with it its own strength, its own weight. But together they are more than the sum of their parts. Many forget this. Balance. Balance is the key in all things, but most importantly, in the search for the self. Many people focus on their strength so that they do not have to use their mind. Or or they bury themselves in books and, and, and learning and they forget that their body is a tool. And all forget about the spirit, the heart soul that it is a resource to be tapped it is more than just your being it is it is the glue that holds us together but it can be used for great strength hmm. you know i I want to be a beacon of good for this world. I want to spread that that spark of, of goodness that I, I believe is in everyone, but I want to bring it out. And I think I've started to do that uh, where I am now. I'm, you know, it's a small thing, but I'm, I'm training the townsfolk around Adventure Incorporated where, where I work. Uh, and... <laughs> Um, I think that me learning with with Klug and uh, up until now and maybe with you uh, I can spread that knowledge and kind of it's not a art that will be I don't know just I think if more people can tap into their true selves and be more in line with who they want to be, I think I, I can bring that out. And maybe maybe where I am right now I can do that. I don't maybe I don't have to keep moving as I always have. Even if this betrayal comes, it doesn't mean that it has to again shift my direction in life i i i want to choose where i go next and maybe that means staying where i am perhaps there are some who would say you will never find yourself if you are always running perhaps that's true When you, you are clearly, uh, you have strengthened your body much. What would be your goals for strengthening the mind? I think uh, impulse control would be a good strengthening of my mind. Focus. Hmm. I could I could use some help there, yeah. Hmm. 
that is i think that there is someone who can help you with that someone who can show you that path because they have no choice at least not for now uh, are you talking about clug yes yes your passenger <laughs> the one who sees with your eyes and hears with your ears i know he is listening Perhaps, perhaps you can open the connection you have with him and allow him to spill back into you, to guide your hand, to show you when discretion over impulse is most appropriate. That would be very useful. I, I haven't figured out a way to tap to connect with them uh, purposefully. It's usually, you know, I, th I think it's usually when I'm drunk or knocked out or something. I'd... When you let your guard down, when your defenses are at their lowest, that is when you see him. So when you do not see him, it is you who keeps him at bay, whether you mean to or not. So I just have to let Gebetto kick me in the head a couple more times, right? Or no? <laughs> My <laughs> supposition would be that you do not need to get kicked in the head to open <laughs> open the gate. Okay, good. Because uh, it's really really starting. He's, he's a little guy, but he's got a little pointy feet, so it, it hurts. I think it is time for you to show me what you are capable of. You are being hunted. You have been hunted since you walked in the pantry, I guess. <laughs> but I have been protecting you, hiding you. I think I am done hiding you. Kath uh, looks around... And just, do, does he see anything other than the the old man or the old tiefling? Not yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, the tiefling closes his eyes and takes in a deep breath. And then exhales. <sighs> and a few moments later, you hear a low growl coming <sighs> from the hallway behind the old man. Not the hallways you came from, but but from in behind. Uh, all right, Keth gets up. Does he, he, he still just sees the old man? Yeah, you sort of stand up and sort of prepare yourself for a moment, and around the corner, a dark, sleek, like, panther-looking creature uh, with six legs comes Jeez. walking slowly into the room. Uh, two large tentacles splay off its back, Oh. Um, large pads at the on them and uh it looks like it has sort of a golden crystal lodged in behind its head on its neck oh my goodness uh balance i, I go over and tap him on the shoulder balance mm -hmm. uh there's something uh here yes it has come for you i think uh, okay i 
you just want me to fight it? Are you, are you going to be good? Show me what you have, Kath. Okay. Roll initiative. Yeah. Come on, initiative. Eleven. So the snarling beast sort of goes first. Um, and the first thing that happens is that uh, all of a sudden it splits into two beasts. Fuck. I, I look back at balance and say, dude. <laughs> I leap, both of them leap forward at you, taking swipes with the, their claws. Uh. Uh, one of the, so they miss either claws, but one of the tentacles comes slapping in and it does manage to catch you, uh, dealing you. Do I have to tell you if I'm going to use a, uh, I want to use a, to dodge a, um, superiority die. Okay. Yeah. Use a superiority die. Cool. Uh, I will dodge three damage or parry, I should say. Oh, wait, sorry, five, because I get a dex modifier. Yeah. Five damage dodged. Okay, yeah, so uh, you managed to sort of pull yourself away just at the right time. Uh, the thing still claws against you, but you only take three damage. Shit. All right. Um, where am I in this 50 by 50 room in relation to the, the monsters? You and the two creatures are sort of... I mean, like, as though you are sparring for uh, balance. You are okay. squaring off against these two creatures in front of him. They're sort of trying to circle around you. Uh, yeah. It's trying to keep your back to them or whatever, but you're more or less in the center of this 50-foot room. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and... Try, like, actively try and position myself so they don't get... Our, around me like surround me one in front one in back uh just sure. like constantly moving in a fashion to try and do that sure um but i'm gonna sprint so is it my my turn yes okay uh i'm gonna sprint at the one on my left and just take a pillar and try and crack them so they they already moved into you to make attacks so you know oh, okay okay all right I was trying to, yeah. Balance, uh, Balance, like, shouts out to you as you do. He's like, keep your head up and your arms straight. Okay. Can I try and position myself, like, with, try and get around him so that I, both of them are in front of me, the, uh, the, the monsters, like, get around, flank them, one of them? Um, so you're not going to be able to flank them because you're, it's two on one. You're never really going to be in a position where you're flanking. They can just keep their eyes on you or whatever. Right. Uh, you do sort of like, you sort of twist and spin your position around so that you don't get attacks of opportunity, but you do have like sort of, uh, the best, like the best sort of vantage point on one of them. And the other one is sort of protected. So, um, but because there's two of them and they're like harrying you, you do make an attack at disadvantage. Okay. Um, damn, I wish I hadn't lost that other D20. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll swing. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, 21 to hit. That's with disadvantage? 
Oh, nope. That's with the advantage. And a nat 20. So 21 to hit. Yeah, 21 hits. Cool. Um, excellent. I'm... Yeah, I'm going to throw everything at this first swing. Crack uh, the gauntlet and superiority day? Yeah. It's a lot of... 14, 20, 25 damage. Yeah, that's pretty good. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to hit the same one. Okay. Well, so actually when you crack it, yeah, uh, you slam this pillar down like right on top of its head. Um, and it sort of like shudders for a moment and the other, uh, cat disappears. Oh, did I strike the the crystal, or was it? No, no, no. Okay. It's very deeper down below on his neck, on his like between his shoulder blades. Okay. Interesting. I'm happy about it. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit there and try and figure figure that out. I'm just gonna keep hitting it. Uh, still a disadvantage. Negative. Eighteen to hit. That hits. Um. I'm going to save a gauntlet, but I will use a superiority die. Okay. Sixteen damage. Okay. Okay, great. Um, so it, it's looking pretty beat up, but it goes to. Are you doing anything else this turn? Are you done? Um, because I remember I can, uh, can I use a, uh, point of key to make, uh, oh no, that, that's a bonus action. So I've already used a bonus action to attack, right? Uh, I don't remember. So I, what does Flurry of Blows do for you? Immediately after you take the attack action on your turn, you can spend one point of key to make two unarmed strikes as a bonus action. So, so it's basically whether or not you get one armed strike or two unarmed strikes. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Uh, let me find out because uh, I actually do want to know for the future. Yeah, we we'll get some time, so I'll look it up real quick. Cool, cool. When you take the attack action and attack with a light melee weapon uh, that you're holding in one hand, you can use a bonus action to attack with a different light melee weapon that you're holding in the other hand. You don't add your ability more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that uses up your bonus action. Okay. Uh, interesting. Okay. Good to know. They're, they're monk weapons, though, so I feel like I'm showing balance a little little monk things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the creature makes a couple of attacks back at you. 
What's your AC? AC is 17. So it hits with both. Shit. The first set of tentacles deals... Yeah, a tentacle comes in and slams you hard in the chest, dealing 11 damage. Uh, second one hits you, like sweeps your legs and knocks you down with nine damage. All right. So that's 20 total. What are you at? I'm at 14. Yeah, that was... That was rough. That was rough. Equals, yeah. All right, um, I'm on the ground. <laughs> uh... Well, okay, he sweeps you down. You don't, like, fall, fall. Uh, he just knocks you to your knees, kind of. Um, or, like, like sort of, like, crouching. Uh, it blinks away. It teleports away. Uh, and is on the, sort of, the other side of this large room uh, when it reappears. And a second cat appears as well. Uh, balance, what, what the hell are these things? I do not know what these are. I have never seen one before, but they are steeped in magical energy. Hmm. Um. Okay. Like the, the sheer fact that Balance is sitting there and not moving, and he seems super confident. I'm, I'm like not gonna. Like originally, I was kind of tr- gonna try and protect him, but I feel like he's good. Uh, <laughs> So, am I am I able to tell which was the original cat and which it was? Looks like it looks like the one cat peeled out into two cats. Oh. Okay. So it's not like a second one appeared, but more like it split into two. Ugh. Uh, t- only two legs on each. That that's and it's like horribly off balanced. Is that? No, no. They both have six. <laughs> It's awful. Damn it. <laughs> There's 12 legs between them. Oh, that's way too many. I feel like I feel like I would love to go uh, bang some of the legs up a little bit, but... Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. I, I was like, what the... <laughs> no, no. I'm training. I'm training. <laughs> no pleasure when I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be time for that later. <laughs> Does, does balance look at me weird? Because <laughs> Kath meant to say it in his head. <laughs> <laughs> so what's that you weird? <laughs> <laughs> My brain is all twisty. Uh, <laughs> okay, no, I uh, I feel like I need to like jump over to the other side of the the venue and uh, again I'm I'm gonna try and like jump onto the side of one so that both of them are in front of me. Okay. Yeah. So actually you can, um, because of your, uh, elven boots, the creature clearly is not expecting you to move as quickly as you do. Mm. Uh, you bolt across the room and sort of come to the side so that you are on the side of one of the creatures and you don't have disadvantage. Excellent. Uh, so I'm not going to try it right now, but as I'm fighting these guys, I'm looking at this crystal. Does it look like something that's, uh, was, is removable, or is it a part of him? It's very, very deep into their flesh. It looks like it would be hard to, like, pick it up. Okay. Uh, that was an 11 to hit. 
The 11 does not hit. Ah. Um, I'm going to try and spend a point of key, or I will spend a point of key, uh, and try and attack, uh, try and kick him, kick him right in the, right in the tentacle. So you're going to do the flurry of blows. Do you have to have hit to do flurry of blows? Uh, immediately after you take the attack action. Okay, can, no. No, yeah. no, no. So, so I have two points of key. I'll use one of them right now. And, uh, sure. try and stri- unarmed strike. With a 14. 14 does hit. Nice. Uh, six damage. Okay. And second attack. Same creature. Yeah, the other one vanishes. Well, as soon as you hit this creature, the other one disappears. Oh, excellent. Because that's all I had in me. Uh, a eight to hit. Okay. Are you done or are you going to do something else? Um, I'll action surge. Okay. Which allows me to uh, take another attack action. Um, sure. this, I'll use the pillar. Okay. One of one of such my left pillar, hopefully. Now I like meant to swing with my my left, I think, but it was a eight to hit, so it might have been my right. It won't do it. It won't do it. Yeah. Uh, that is. Can I? I already used my movement. Yeah. Okay. Um. Then yeah, I'm stuck right there, looking at him. Right. Mean mugging him though. Mean mugging him. All right, he turns and swings his two tentacles at you. And misses with both. Ooh, can I repost? Yes, please repost. Ooh. So I'm going to spend a superiority die to repost. Um, one attack action, not wasted, hopefully, for a 12. 12 does not hit. Ah, I tried. You did. Okay. Uh, one, two, three. So that's three superiority dice, right? How many do you yep. have? I have four. Okay. Uh, I should look up fighter and see if I have more, but I won't right now. Well, um, you haven't taken any new levels in fighter in a while. Right. So that's okay. That's probably the next time I get more. Yeah, yeah. You have to take fighter levels to get more. Okay. Um. Hmm. Is there anything? in the room or actually I would like to like jump up and attack this thing from the top if that's possible. So where you're positioned, you could like run up the uh, pillar a little bit and then pound down onto it from the top. Yeah. And like, yeah. Okay. I'll try and do that. I'm, I feel like this crystal is vital to him. Um, My aiming has not been great, but I would love to smash the crystal, but. Make an acrobatics check. Twenty-one. So you have advantage on this attack. You, you, you. Thirteen. So you don't hit the crystal, but you do hit the cat. I'll take it. All right. Uh, regular yeah. run up the post and sort of like flip backwards and on your way back through slam the uh, the pillar into him. Excellent. Go ahead and roll damage. 
11 damage. Okay. Uh, are you going to have bonus action or flurry of blows? What are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, well, I'm not going to spend a key, but I will uh, use my other pillar to attack him. Okay. Uh, nope, uh, 10 to hit. Yeah, not enough. So you do slam uh, slam the, the one of the pillars into him, uh, and he sort of like winces at the pain, uh, and then you land on your feet next to him. Um, and he is... It's his turn. Bring it, weird-looking creature. Once again, the tentacles fly out towards you. One of them manages to slam into you. For 11 damage. And he snarls. He can tell that he's close. Okay. But he is also looking very hurt. All right. I am looking. I really wish I had purchased a potion of healing. Uh... I have potatoes, though. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to do you much good. I take one out, though, and I take a big bite of it. And, okay. and uh, hope that the sustenance fills me and makes me hit better. Okay. <laughs> you have a mouthful of potato. <laughs> this is an aspiration risk, but I feel like it's worth it. Uh, so I liked how... I, I thought I got a good shot at the creature when I uh, t- attacked it from above. I'm going to try and do that again. Okay, make another acrobatics check. 18. Yeah, you run up and get yourself advantage once again as you come down onto this creature who... Uh, it, it, it worked twice. It's pretty surprising. <laughs> Fuck, 13 to hit. I can't remember. <laughs> that was with advantage? No, oh, oh, oh. 24 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Yeah. All right. That is I'm going to I'm going to hit him with a gauntlet of fury. Okay. That's not the name of that magic item, but that's fine. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever used its real name. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, love it when I roll ones. Uh I've been 12 damage. Okay. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and key it up and I'm going to hit him. Can I, can I like say what part of my unarmed strikes I'm going to hit him with? Yeah. What are you doing with your unarmed strike? So I'm going to, so I, I just hit him with one of the pillars. Yep. With the club. And I'd like to like come down and like kind of bash him with my fist coming like on uh, whatever part I can reach. I don't know if I can reach his head, but like on this, in this, with the same arm motion, like up and then down. Right, right, right. Cool. Cool. Um, at regular, not non advantage. Uh, non, uh, no, you're going to take advantage. Yes. Thank you. 14 to hit. That'll hit. Nice. Eight damage. 
and take your last flurry of blows. What, what are you doing with this flurry of blow? Like, are you trying to hit with a different fist or trying to kick him, or what are you doing? Um, I would like to. I just, I just swung down, and I'm kind of in a crouched position right now. I'd like to pop up and try and like, uh, and, and kick him, but like almost doing a backflip, if that's sure. possible. Sure, go for it. <clears throat> in my head, it's possible. <laughs> it sounds good to me. That is a 17 to hit. That hits. Yeah, yeah. Six damage. And that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> you flip him back. Uh, you kick as you do your little backflip. It sort of like <laughs> flops over backwards onto its side and just like flumps over. Uh, and it doesn't move. Um, Balance says, very nice. Very well done. The creature sort of melts away and this yellow crystal just sort of like floats up into the air and hangs there for a moment. And uh, Balance says, no, don't touch. And he moves over towards it and sort of examines it for a moment. This is the first time you've seen him like get up. He's actually quite tall. Oh. <laughs> uh, and large. Uh, he's sort of very imposing, uh, but he's a tiefling. They they tend to be. Um he examines the crystal. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. This is a piece of pure magic. Pure magic? Yes, a concentrated, pure form of magic in, coalesced into this crystal. But it is not... It is just part. It is very. It is a small amount of magic. Huh. Is it a piece? It hangs in the air. Mm. Is he? Is he touching it, or is he just kind of? Not touching it. No. Um. Is this a piece of the ley lines? The what? Oh, this this thing we're 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 dealing with. Uh, uh, which oh. is similar to, uh, I, I, I think of it as basically a, a source of particular types of magic. So like pure sources of that magic. But uh, Perhaps perhaps this is a part of that or it is I, from that. I do not know. Yeah. Uh, it is it is very powerful magic for sure. Do, is it a spe yeah, specific type of magic? Can you tell? The type of magic I am not familiar with. I do not know for sure. Yeah. Interesting. I Do you know why that particular type of creature would be drawn here? Or is that it just... was for you. Oh. I think you are meant to take this. Uh, I think that it is meant for you. But I wanted to make sure that it was... As reasonably safe as I could manage. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, Keth goes up to it and like reaches out his hand and. Before you touch it, he stops you. He says, "Be careful, Keth. Keep be mindful. Keep training. Keep growing your body, your mind, and your spirit. But most importantly." Be ready. And he steps back. 
Keth hesitates for a second and looking at looking at balance, he nods and then he takes the crystal. When you touch the crystal, you feel that feeling again, the swirling, the loud noises, the flashing lights. Um, you feel yourself get pushed and pulled and stretched and sucked into whatever's going on here. And then all yellow again. And your eyes open and adjust. Hey guys, DM Anthony here again. Just another reminder that if you enjoy the show, to tell your friends. Also, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, like, and follow. All of our links and other exciting stuff can be found on adventureinc.podbean.com. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you next week. Next time on Adventure Incorporated. The the door thing slides up. It's and uh, you just see this pair of eyes glare down at you. Um, and you hear, uh, from inside, you hear uh, Snake yell like, Ah, he's with me! I just told you about him! And you hear the, the person who owns the pair of eyes looking down at you just like, <laughs> And then, shunk, And the door clicks open. Turn.